Most Americans cannot locate Moldova on a map. So just where is Moldova? Well, Timmy, it's right here in your heart. And it has been all along. This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20, 20 questions. questions. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm David Reinstrom. David, what's up? Guess who just got back from his first woodworking class? I, hmm. Uh, it's me. Oh. It was me, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. huh. Yeah. I'm taking a woodworking class with the Chicago Park District with my friend Brian. That sounds awesome. What yeah. are you woodworking? So, um, right now I am making a little planter. I, I haven't been in a wood shop since I was in seventh grade. And so I was pretty hesitant to try to come in with any projects in mind. Uh-huh. I um, mean, is it just like, is the format of it like, hey, show up and do whatever? Or is it like it's, a class? It's, hey, well, it's, hey, show up and do whatever with the aid of Eric, a skilled woodworker. Got it. And he'll like say, oh, that's a great idea. Or, oh, that's really dangerous. Never do that. You know? Uh, is Nick Offerman there? Uh, no, but Eric has kind of a Nick Offerman vibe about him. Okay, that's that's all I really hope for, that there's at least a Nick Offerman surrogate. How many mustaches does he have? Uh, he is clean-shaven. Hmm, suspicious. Yeah, uh, he is, uh, stubbly, though. Mm, yeah, okay, getting there. So, he tells you not to cut your fingers off. Basically. Basically. So, Brian comes in, uh, we, we, he bought, like, I don't know, 60 pounds of wood. I have a single plank. Brian's like, I want to make a table. And I'm like, Eric, man, I don't know what I want to do. Maybe a box, you know? Because I'm, I, you I can told make him a I'm really, really much... tiny table, like well... that This American Life story where they find the perfect dining room table. It's this beautiful oak table on eBay, and they order uh, it, and it shows it's... up, and it's a dollhouse table. Because I told him I'm much more interested right now in in technique more than, you know. Yeah, you want to learn how to do the thing as opposed to, like, making stuff right now. Right. Right. So, uh, I was going to make a little salt box for the kitchen. You were going to assault a box? Yeah, I was. Jesus Christ. Make a little salt box for the kitchen. You monster. Uh, And Eric said, oh, you've got the wrong kind of wood. You've got, like, a block of cedar. You should make, let's make something for outside. Let's make an outdoor planter. I said, okay. Cool. So, I'm cutting things on the miter saw and gluing stuff and learning from all the other students, like all these other people from my neighborhood who've been taking these classes for years. It's great. It's really nice. Everyone's really, really nice. Nice. Yeah. And this is the best part. Yeah. It's like 51 bucks for 10 weeks of class. 51. $51. The one is suspicious. Uh, I think it's I think it must it's... be related to this guy's lack of mustache. This Eric... <laughs> fellow i'm making oh, the, air quotes uh, the with get my, erica mustache fund yeah i'm i'm making air quotes with my fingers because i don't trust his name because he doesn't have a mustache and yet he works in a wood shop <laughs> hashtag teach the controversy hashtag teach the mustache so okay here's what i want to know mm. the last time you were in a wood shop in seventh grade what did you make uh i made a chessboard, and i made a little desk clock that's still in my uh, my childhood bedroom. That was it was Not in my bad. mom's uh, my mom's office until she retired. Hmm. I, I guess your mother probably loves you. The shop teacher was so strange in my middle school. Okay, but he just had this very David. This very yeah. 
Did he have a mustache? Yeah, of course he had a goddamn mustache. Mm. Okay. Well, every he couldn't have been that he strange. Sneezed, every time he sneezed, Allendorf would like turn it into like... He had a couple weird ticks. Number one was every time <laughs> he sneezed, he'd sneeze real loud. Like a... Whoa! Like that. Like a huge noise. Like, was he putting on a thing, or is that just how he sneezed? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, because it always startled me, and he'd be like, you can't get startled in Woodshop. And I'd be like, don't startle people with sneezes. <laughs> you know, he would just have these titanic sneezes. The other thing he would do is he was always singing this one song. Find a horse show. <laughs> it was rusty. Find a horse <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, let me Google it now. I don't know. Hamburg's American Songbag. Well, the title is promising. Songbag. Found a horseshoe. I found a horseshoe. I picked it up and nailed it on the door. It was rusty and full of nail holes. And it brought good luck to me forevermore. I bet. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. So what is it? What is it, it is. just a like a folk song? Notes from Carl Sandburg, railroad switchman at Illinois and Iowa division points, sang this on nights in the 1890s when their gloves froze to the coupling pins between coal cars, and it was fun to reach a shanty stove. Paper hangers, ice wagon drivers, hash slingers, and short order cooks had joined up and sung it on summer evenings for good people gathered under the Chinese lanterns of a lawn sociable, with ice cream served by the Ladies' Aid Society. Why do we keep coming across hash slingers? Man, I don't why, know. Why is that a recurring thing? That should not be something that comes up more than once ever. This is some kind of weird Chicago, like, Illinois, Iowa, railroad folk song. And Mr. Allendorf was always singing it. Hmm. Always, always. I wonder if his family had roots in the railroad. I mean, he had a damn thick Chicago accent. So, probably? Yeah, and so he'd, he would always, he just like, he had this uncontrollable volume. Like, he could not control the gain slider <laughs> on his voice. So he'd be like, Rydstrom, you got hours of sanding to do, he would say. He sounds like a cartoon. He was a cartoon. That whole thing aside, uh... Yes. You're in wood class. Yeah. You're, in, making a you're little, down there in Woodtown. Making a little planter. Making a little planter. It's going to be great. What are you going to plant in your planter? Um, basil, probably. Basil. 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 What's up with you? Okay. So, I came across this YouTube channel. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of videos. There's, like, a lot of them, too. And every video seems to be the same thing. A guy takes... They're called Red Hot Nickel Ball videos. Yes! I love these! Okay, so you know about this already. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Be- uh, I'm sending you a thing. They have a lot of views! Like, a lot of views, and all it is, is this guy takes a solid ball of nickel, the metal nickel, and I guess heats it up in a furnace. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, with a blowtorch. He heats it up with a blowtorch and then grabs it with some tongs and then, like, drops it on something, like some object or material, and then just sees what happens. And usually what happens is it just, like, 
bores a hole through whatever it is, and there's usually some sort of hideous noise. It's strangely fascinating, but even given how, like, weirdly fascinating it is, I was just shocked at the number of views that these videos had. They're mesmerizing. I sent you a thing. We're going to watch it together. This Uh-oh. is going to be really interesting for the folks at home. Oh, dear. All right. What? <laughs> okay, this video has a million views. Yes. A million views. It's from last April. It is entitled RHNB Red Hot Nickelball Dash Peeps. All right, ready to watch it? Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Oh, God, no! No! <laughs> the horror! The humanity! Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ, why? <laughs> no! <laughs> I love the little gouts of flame. That oh, come God! Up. Peep number two. Okay. Oh, no! Oh, oh no, no, he's stacking the peeps. Oh! Marshmallow peeps, no! Because of Jillian, I finally had my first, like, good <gasps> peep experience. Before this, I'd only ever had stale peeps purchased after Easter. You gotta get peeps, dude! Yeah, no, I know, they're so good. We would always make my parents get peeps. They had to keep them on the top shelf of the cabinet so that we, <laughs> so we didn't eat all of them at once. Okay, so I should describe... I, I think I should describe what happens for our listeners' benefit, so they understand my my reaction. It's just like this sizzling... (laughs) It's a pool of sugary fire. (laughs) Okay, so in this video, (laughs) the guy... Who's this guy? I don't even know. In this video, the guy... This whomsoever that is, this Yes. This... This goddamn shining golden knight of science <laughs> takes a red hot nickel ball in a pair of tongs and slowly mashes it onto the head of a succession of marshmallow peeps, which instantly melt and turn into a pile of literal flaming goo. Oh god, he just dumped a box of them into a furnace. <laughs> this shouldn't be called RHNB peeps. It should be called peep torture. <laughs> it should be called man does terrible thing The Marshmallow peep. peep House of Horrors. The Marshmallow Peep Body Horror Hour. There you go. 1,009,000 454 views. That's more than some legitimate television shows. Correct. Oh my god. Anyway, now that we've been simultaneously delighted and horrified, uh, what would you say to a round of 20 questions Tuesday, David? I'd say, that sounds spiffing, old bean. Oh, indeed. Sign me up. Let's get exceptionally British. Oh, God. So British. Too British to live. We gotta go over the rules. Rule number one. I will think of a thing. Rule number two. David will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of the thing. Rule number three. If David exceeds 20 questions, the game and reality as we know it is over. 
No more than 20 questions are permitted. Rule number four. If David correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, he wins the game, and we all get to live for another week. Rule number five. Descent is forbidden. I am, of course, referring to the 1994 3D first-person shooter, Descent. Are you ready? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm ready. You may ask your first question. David. David. Is it alive? Yes. Is it a man? Yes. Is it a human man? Uh, is it a male man? It's a... Well, it's... Uh, it's a human Gender male. is male. It is not a male man. Okay. Is this human male alive? Uh, yes. Is he real? No. Okay. Is that a fictitious character or someone you're making up for this scenario? Uh, it is one of those two things. Is it a fictitious character? Yes. Uh, one from literature? Uh, kind of, but that would be misleading. No. Video game. Again, kind of, but that would be misleading. That's what we should have called that episode with Vidya Santosh. It was Vidya Games. Damn it, we should have. Oh, well. Missed opportunity. We'll call the next one with her that. Sweet. You hear that, Vidya? You better come back. Yeah! Because we um, need to make a dumb pun. One that you've probably never heard ever. Nope, never. Not even once. Puns on your friends' names. Not even once. What are good it David puns? Are there any? No. I forbid you to think of him. David of the Dead. Not bad. That's all I got. Good. Is this guy from television? Again, yes, but that would be misleading, so no. Film. Again, yes, but that would be misleading, so no. Comic books? Yes. Comic book character? Yes. A comic book character who has subsequently appeared in all the media that you previously asked about, but originated in comics, so that is technically the correct answer. An American character? Oh my goodness, so American. Uh, Captain America? Nope. Does he have American imagery on his person? Uh, I mean, not unless he's, like, wearing a flag pin that we don't know about. But does he stand for truth, justice, in the American way? Of course. So it's soups? It's soups. Superman! Okay. Superman. 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 Yes. Clark Superman. It's Clark Superman. Oh, it sounds a lot more Jewish when we say it that way, actually. Well, Superman is arguably pretty Jewish. Yeah. There's there's historical precedent. You can ask Michael Shaman about it. I, I will. I can and I will. Hey, Michael Shaman. Hey, David. This is Michael Shaman. Hey, how's it going? I don't love your beard, but I love you. Well, I the beard makes my voice sound like this. Normally, yeah. I sound different. You just have these like beautiful, piercing blue eyes, and I think that the beard just makes your face look dumb. Don't you think that the beard draws attention to the eyes by darkening the rest of my face and thereby sort of making it fade out? Yeah, in the same way that a train wreck draws attention to the tracks. Anyway, um... Is Superman Jewish? Superman is totally Jewish. Sweet, thanks. Uh, talk to you later. All right, Love I'm going to go write a book about a bunch of Jews who uh, go into space. Great, save a Pulitzer for me. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, goodbye. Okay, bye. What a nice man. It's really cool that we got him on. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good get. Good get. I should really thank our booking manager, Joanne. 
Thanks, Joanne. She does great work. She was a good get, too. Um, so, Superman. Superman. Uh, is doing a thing. He's doing a thing! What is he uh, doing? Oh, something stupid. Something so stupid! <laughs> is the thing he's doing, does it require superpowers? No. <laughs> That's he, why it's stupid. <laughs> is he cooking something? Yes. Is he using his superpowers to cook something that he wouldn't need to use his superpowers to do that for normally? Nope. He's not using his superpowers at all. Okay. Is Superman making breakfast? Yes. For Lois Lane? Eh, sure. For himself? I think probably for himself. For the entire Justice League? He's Yeah, I like that, actually. Let's, let's say he's making breakfast for the entire Justice League. Okay. Because he would do that. Sure, of course he would. He's Superman. He's lawful good. He probably wakes up at 4.30. Oh, that fucker. To go for a jog. God damn it. Superman. He can fly. He doesn't need to jog, but he does it anyway. You're making us all look bad. All right. Uh, Superman is making... Bre- Do I have to figure out what kind of breakfast? Yes. Is he making it well? Mm, uh, define well. Will it be edible? Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be good to eat. Okay. But he's in, he's having problems making it. Is he making eggs? Is he making an egg dish? No, but eggs are involved. He's making French toast. No. A souffle. No. Omelets. No. A cake. No. Well, pancakes. yes, a cake. It's pancakes. He's making pancakes. Okay. Is he trying to make them shaped like his chest insignia? Like with a little squirt bottle and he's doing the thing in the pan. That would be around. cool. So, yes. Because okay. he's going to make breakfast for everybody, but he's going to make breakfast in the shape of his personal symbol. Because he's good, but he's kind of a dick. Yeah. This is my impression of Superman. Fundamentally good, but also an asshole. I really thought you were going to do a Superman impression. Oh, here's my impression of Superman. Hey, David, how's it going? Oh, Superman, you're so great. Yeah, my Superman impression is the same as my Michael Shaman impression. Hey, look over there. Superman, George Lucas needs saving. Oh, George Lucas needs saving. Hold on, let me go talk to George Lucas. Oh, hey, it's me, George Lucas. Did you know I directed all the Star Wars movies? And see... Good work, David. That was great. That was great impressions work. I could really, really popped. I feel like I defined a lot of different characters in that bit in a very short amount of time. Superman's making pancakes. Superman is making super pancakes. Well, he's not currently making them. Is he serving them? No. He's having trouble with pancakes. He's having problems with these pancakes. Are they space pancakes? Mm, No, they're definitely Earth pancakes. There's no, like, kryptonite in the pancake batter. Well, no, he's making them, so he would have to make the batter, and he would, he wouldn't put, I mean, I don't know, maybe he would. What if somebody snuck kryptonite into an egg, and he's like, oh, why did that happen? I, I guess it's possible. We would be good comic book writers. We'd be the greatest comic book writers. <laughs> what if somebody snuck kryptonite into an egg? <laughs> like that's the whole that's the whole episode is just like Lois the whole issue is just Lois trying to figure out who put kryptonite in these in this dozen eggs 
in this case of jumbo eggs that we got from the shop, right? What's that? Uh, what's that grocery store in your neighborhood? Uh, the, the nice one. The one that I like is called Fairway. Some grocery store is probably involved here, so you know, you're you're kind of on the right track. Oh, he's grocery shopping. Yes. That was way too much of a hint. I shouldn't have told you all that. Yeah, you shouldn't have. Uh, so he's at. So he's super. So Superman. Fuck. Superman is at the fairway. Superman is at the fairway. He's at. What kind of grocery stores do you think they have in Metropolis? Um. Well, Metropolis, I think, is kind of supposed to be Chicago, isn't it? That that's been my operating theory. All right. It's a ever Drew since of our. He's at a Jewel Osco combination grocery store farm. Okay, sure. Yeah, because there's the there's the debate about is Gotham New York? Yes. And obviously. Well, I, I mean, there's arguments to there's arguments to be made that it isn't, even though it clearly 100% is. But uh, I think you'll find there's a couple of people who would argue it might be Chicago. That's for example. dumb. Like, Gotham is the nickname for New York. Yes, in real life, where we live. But still, there's people I, out there. I always assumed Gotham was New York. Bloodhaven, terrible name, uh, was Newark. Who's Jersey City. <laughs> Who is in Bloodhaven? Uh, Nightwing. Nightwing is in Bloodhaven? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it just feel like it's in the wrong comics universe? It, like, doesn't Bloodhaven feel like a pirate hub from, like, a fantasy comic? It sounds to me like uh, some sort of gothic, uh, like, um, Eastern European place. Sure. Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven. Welcome to Bloodhaven, Bruce Wayne. Would you like some... Would you like some of our blood, blood sausage? Yes. It is so, our one of- and only export. We are very <laughs> poor. Nobody wants it. <laughs> so Soups is pushing his cart. Is he Superman or is he Clark Kent? Uh, he's going to the grocery store as Superman. Okay. Clark Kent is not involved. Okay. So he's just pushing his little thing around the supermarket. Yep. And they're all out of eggs. They're all out of eggs. They're completely out of eggs. What the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. How does Superman solve this problem? In a completely unnecessary Superman way, right? He doesn't just go to the next store. Yeah, he does. Oh, he does? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing? Yeah, that's the entire thing. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Nope. David, what was I thinking of? Wanting to make pancakes for the entire Justice League, so he goes to the Jewel. Yep, and they're all out of they're all out of eggs. Yep, and he goes, oh, then he go and leaves the supermarket, yeah. and then he goes to the next one, and they have eggs there, and then he makes pancakes for everybody. Correct, one hundred percent. You got it. <laughs> I was prepared to go so many other places with that. I was going to be like, well, Superman could fly out of the grocery store, go around the world backwards, turn it back like two or three hours, and then go in and buy the eggs before they sell out. That's pretty good. I like that. Thanks. How? But no, he just he just went down Lincoln Avenue and went to the Trader Joe's instead. Yeah, he just went to a different grocery store. <sighs> <laughs> 
hey, hey, I told you it was dumb. <laughs> we, we established this at, at the very beginning of the episode. I hate you. <laughs> I'm never going to make you my logo-shaped pancakes. Oh, what? Why not? I want pancakes shaped like your face. Oh, that's true. I can't. I can do it like my little my little uh, show avatar. Yeah, that's your logo now. You didn't even realize that I made you a logo. I I have decided to start putting that on my resume. I don't know if it's a good idea or a terrible idea, but I'm gonna do it for a little while. Cause, uh, well, cause putting a logo on your resume is either like a really good move that shows off your like creativity and design skills or it's just really fucking pretentious and you are a twat you are so far up your own ass that you can see out of your own mouth and that's how you play 20 questions Tuesday if you like the show please rate or review us on iTunes just search for 20 questions Tuesday on the iTunes store and leave us some stars for special bonus content and show notes you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 20questionstuesday and follow us on Twitter at 20questions2s. And you can keep up with everything we do at 20questionstuesday.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was by Hugo Droopy Contini, also licensed under a CC license. If you want us to use your music, message us on Facebook or Tumblr. Up next, stay tuned for The Assad Couple. The show where Bashar al-Assad and Felix Unger have to learn to live together. I'm David Brunel Brutman. And I'm David Reinstrom. Good night. Everywhere they go, they are known as the couple. No matter what they do, they are known as the couple. I don't, after that part, I don't really know what happens.